0: A group of Australian academics is encouraging Pacific governments to take action to ensure their citizens do not end up stateless and lose their nationality because of the negative impacts of climate change. They've published a report this week called The Future of Nationality in the Pacific, Preventing Statelessness and Nationality Loss in the Context of Climate Change. Don Wiseman asked one of the writers, Professor Jane McAdam from the Caldor Centre for Refugee Law at the University of New South Wales, how to go about preventing statelessness?
1: Well, it's by being on the front foot and ensuring that current laws don't create risks for people to lose their citizenship or worst case scenario become stateless. So in the new report that we've released this week, we've mapped the nationality laws across 23 Pacific Island countries and territories to show where there are current risks of people losing their nationality or their children not being able to acquire nationality, which is important in and of itself. But certainly if we start to see larger numbers of Pacific Islanders moving elsewhere, we really need to ensure that, that those risks are averted.
0: At this point, what sort of numbers of people from the Pacific are stateless?
1: Numbers aren't uh, terribly large at, at the current point in time, but there are certainly some, some risks that we have identified. And you know some of those are risks that exist right now, but others are ones that are more likely to become problematic if more people move abroad. And if I can give an example of that, some Pacific Island countries and territories have laws that say, if you live in another country for a particular period of time, then you can lose your citizenship of your country of origin, or uh, you might be precluded from and passing down your citizenship to your children. A couple of countries also have uh, laws that preclude people from acquiring dual or multiple nationalities or that only allow dual nationality in in very limited circumstances. And I think if if we turn our eye to the future, that's a particularly important thing for Pacific Islanders Not only they want to retain a formal legal connection to home, but also in terms of people's own personal identity and sense of belonging. And as we know in the Pacific, being separated from from land, from home, is something that goes very, very deeply to people's sense of who they are, their sense of belonging and culture community. So at least if that, that sort of legal preservation of identity can occur, that too can then help to establish and maintain communities elsewhere. And
0: all of this, of course, becomes a lot more significant as climate change grows in terms of its impact on the Pacific?
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's no Pacific country that is immune from the impacts of disasters, which are likely to become more frequent and or more severe as climate impacts take hold. We're already seeing more and more people being displaced sometimes over and over again because of these disasters. And, you know, some people will be very averse to moving for as long as possible. For some people, that's an act of political resistance in and of itself but for others people may reach a tipping point where they simply feel they can't stay in place anymore and at the moment most people aren't crossing borders and, and the Pacific's geography limits the extent to which people cross borders when disasters strike but I think what people are starting to look towards and certainly in the, the research that I've done in some Pacific countries the roots of of lawful migration, labour migration, seasonal work and so on are certainly being looked at as ways to diverse livelihoods and opportunities, and in the longer term, as avenues to move elsewhere.
0: So how do you prevent this statelessness?
1: Well, for a start, I mean, if countries were to ratify the two UN conventions on statelessness, and then implement their provisions in domestic law, that's a very good first step. Ultimately, it's down to individual Pacific countries as to what they choose to do. But our sense is by Highlighting where the current risks are, that arms Pacific governments with the tools, uh, with you know, with the information, and then the tools to start to address some of these concerns. And I think you know something that that comes along with this and is. Again, looking quite a long way down the track, but still important to do so, is if people start to live elsewhere, and indeed there are some Pacific countries already where the bulk of the population lives somewhere else, it's important for people to be able to hang on to their voting rights, because with climate change and sea level rise, well before countries might become uninhabitable, the bulk of people will need to move somewhere else. And if they haven't been able to retain their citizenship, then that also means that a future government starts to lose the number of people who can, can vote for it. And when you've got countries like Tuvalu contemplating the creation of a digital nation for the worst case scenario where they do have to move elsewhere, then you want to make sure you've still got your population there to be able to vote for you. So that's a very practical, but long term strategy that, that shows quite aside from the, the sense of belonging and, and legal status and so on, why having your nationality retained is particularly important, even if you're a, a, a citizen of another country as well.